We are the one, two, three, sore losers. What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports, so I'm going to give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. Oh, and that's it. I'm the only one here today, so this is going to be a little weird. I'm going to be talking to myself. I'm going to have no one to respond to me, to ask questions to, so I'm just going to try this. I was bored. They couldn't make it, so I said, you know what? I'm going to come up here and try to do it. That's why we got this going. Oh, where is it? There it is. Because I couldn't find the normal clip. And usually we start off the you know the podcast with a little game called Would You Rather? But today we're not doing that because there is no one to would you rather with. I'm the only one here. So would you rather do this show alone or would you rather do this show with someone else? Probably someone else. But I'm here to have a good time because, look, we're on vacation. I had nothing to do. I said, okay, let me come do a sports podcast because I love talking sports. And let's talk about last night, Monday Night Football. And I just want to talk about the Carolina Panthers. Six weeks ago, I came on here and said, the Carolina Panthers have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I put them on the list of teams that were good enough to win the Super Bowl. Then they went out and lost six games in a row. And that streak is still going right now. They lost again last night. And I know why they lost six games in a row now. I'm sorry, Carolina fans. Cam Newton is hurt. I haven't watched Carolina. They just kept losing and losing and losing. And I couldn't figure out why. Cam Newton cannot throw the football. He says his shoulders hurt. And it's been banged up, but they kept putting him out there game after game after game after game. How can the backup, his name is Taylor Hineke. Taylor Hineke, you have to feel terrible about your chances and how good you are and what the Carolina Panthers feel about you. I understand, Carolina. You're 6-2. and two. You think, oh, we can win the Super Bowl. We were listening to the Sore Losers podcast, and Lunchbox said, we can win the Super Bowl. Then you look at Cam Newton. If he can't throw the ball more than five yards, why are you playing him in the game? Why are you putting him out there week after week after week? Does the team not realize that they have to have a better chance? with Taylor Hineke from Old Dominion. He's been in the league three years. So you believe in him enough to be your backup. Sit Cam for two games. Maybe the shoulder gets a little bit better where he has a little bit of strength. He is your franchise. He is what you're building your team around, your future. He is the face of the Carolina Panthers. But you keep putting him out there, risking further injury. He looks awful. Awful. I don't know who makes that decision. I know players try to play hurt all the time. They try to tough it out. But as the coach, my boy Riverboat Ron, you have to say, hey, Cam, take a couple weeks off. We'll still be 6-4 and four when you come back. Or we could be 7-3. and three. Who knows? You could have won one of those games. Give him a couple weeks to maybe rehab his shoulder But no, you kept putting him out there game after game after game. And watching last night, he couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards. It was so 
painful to watch. And if you're the wide receivers on that team, you have to be thinking, man, I can't run a route more than 10 yards. I'm not going to get the ball. Why are we calling these deep routes when he can't throw the ball that far? A few weeks back, at the end of the half, they brought in Taylor Henneke to throw the Hail Mary from midfield. Why? Because Cam Newton couldn't do it. That is such a bad sign. If he can't throw the the Hail Mary, you don't think he can take a couple weeks off? You don't think you would have been better off resting him for two weeks than putting a, I'm going to say, 45% Cam Newton out there? Maybe it wouldn't have got better after two weeks. But you have to think about the future, Carolina. He is your franchise quarterback. Look what the Colts did. They sat Andrew Luck for a whole year because they said, you know what? We're better off losing out on this year than losing out on the next five years. But no, Carolina, they want to be stubborn. They want to be hard-headed. And they want to put Cam Newton out there game after game, even though he is obviously hurt. Obviously hurt. He doesn't even look aggressive when he's running the ball. If he's not running the ball and he can't throw the ball, what's the point of having Cam Newton in the game? Please, someone, tell me, what is the point of having Cam Newton in the game? It makes no sense. No sense. So, Carolina, your season's over. And now Cam Newton may take a couple games off. Listen, I'm all about you going out there and playing hurt. And But when you're that hurt and you are a detriment to your team, you have to tell him, hey, it's time to take a seat for a couple games. And now he'll probably do it because they're out of the playoffs, so why put him out there? But he was so bad. So Taylor Hineke, I hope your confidence isn't shot because they wouldn't put you in the game. I hope you I hope you believe in yourself enough and maybe you can go out there and prove to them, look, maybe you should have played me a little earlier. That's why you have a backup quarterback. Sometimes you have to make those tough decisions. Look at the Bears. They did it with Trubisky and Chase Daniel. They didn't want to sit Trubisky. He had a little shoulder bruise. He probably looked as bad as Cam did, but the Bears said, look, long run, we're better off resting him a couple weeks. If we take the losses, we take the losses. And guess what? They won one, they beat the Lions, and they lost one to the Giants. Then Trubisky Trubisky comes back, and they beat the Rams. They beat the Packers and were division champs. Two weeks off. Not sure it's the same injury. I don't know what's wrong with Cam, but it was Awful to watch last night. Cam Newton should not have been playing quarterback. Woo, it was bad. That was just a bad football game. I guess you can call it good defense. I'm going to call it sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. Get down there, fumble by Carolina, turnover, interception, interception by Breeze, intercepting the two-point conversion. It was just back and forth, ugly, ugly, ugly. And what did it tell me? It told me that New Orleans is so thankful, so thankful that they are going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Why? Look at the end of the year, usually every year, when these dome quarterbacks, it strikes December, January, starts getting a little bit cold outside, the weather's not great. They go on the road to these hostile environments where the weather's not perfect. It's a little colder than they're used to. It's not a dome. What happens? They struggle. Peyton Manning, you saw it when he was with the Colts, when he'd had to go outside on the road in the playoffs. 
not that good. Drew Brees, I've always felt, I think he's really good. But he needs to be in the dome come playoff time. Unless you're going to a sunny L.A. where you're not worried about the weather and it's going to be 75 degrees and perfect. That's why home field advantage is so important when it comes to the playoffs. I know Eddie, when we do this podcast, he says, weather doesn't matter. It's all the same to him. No, quarterbacks get used to playing in the dome. And it's amazing. A few weeks ago, we're talking about the new NFL. 50 points a game. Oh, the Rams scored 55. The Chiefs scored 50. This is the new NFL. What happened? What happened to that new NFL? Oh, I know what happened. December hit. A little colder weather. It's harder to move. A little bit more rain. A little bit more wind. You're, that, 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 that high flying offense doesn't fly anymore. Everybody's not moving as fast. You're a little cold. You're a little scared to pull a muscle. So everything slows down. And then guess what? These coaches, they get tape and they get smart. They get paid millions of dollars on the defensive side of the ball too. The defensive coordinators do to figure something out. And guess what? It seems to be working. Who's been struggling the last few weeks? Saints, Rams, Chiefs. I mean, these high-powered offenses that were going to change the NFL. All of a sudden, guess what's happening? They're coming back to the norm. It looks good. It looks good in early October, early September, when the sun is shining. What do they always say, though? Can you run the football in December? I loved what Carolina did to the New Orleans offense last night. If you watch Kamara, I love Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield. He is electric. So much fun to watch. What did they do? If you watch that game, every time he was coming out of the backfield, they were laying a lick. I mean, they were popping Kamara hard. I mean, every time he would try to go out on a route, he would just get blown up by a linebacker, an offensive line, or a defensive lineman. They were always hitting him, and he'd get knocked off his route. And guess what? That throws off the timing. I thought it was a great game plan by the defensive coordinator of Carolina. Maybe, and I don't know if a lot of other teams do that, but it seems like Kamara always running out of the backfield free as a bird. Just woo-woo, I'm open, woo-woo. Not last night. He was getting nailed, getting knocked off his route, throwing off the timing. Drew Brees has to hold it a little bit longer. There's a sack. And then, when are we going to learn? When are we going to learn? Please. Please don't reach the ball out for the end zone. I mean, the worst that can happen, Tommy Lee Lewis, I think that's his name, Lewis, I don't know. You fumbled it out of the end zone for a touchback and gave Carolina another shot. Now, you didn't, you weren't worried about Carolina winning that game because you knew Cam Newton couldn't throw it more than five yards. I get it. But, man, why do people I, – I will never – two things I won't understand. In a situation like that where they reach the ball out, when there's so many people around them and it can get knocked out, and then I will never understand why people will drop the ball before they get in the end zone. They're so excited to celebrate a touchdown. They're running down, running down, woo, pointing at the jumbotron. And they drop the ball in the one-yard line before they score a touchdown. Can you please tell me how stupid you have to be to do that? Like, what? what is the so point that you have to drop it when you think you're immediately in the end zone, why can't you wait till you're halfway into the end zone? 
It makes I, I will never understand that. And if I was a coach, that would that would be my I I, I don't know. I'd want to talk to players like, why are you so stupid that you do that? I understand the reaching out. You're trying to make a play. You're trying to be the hero. You see that goal line, and maybe it's instinct, and you instincts take over when you're playing. You're not thinking about it. You're just playing football. That's what you do every time, so you do it that time too. I get maybe that's it, and you can't rein it in. But it was such a bad play. But I do, and people for people that complain and say. Oh, when you fumble it into the end zone, it shouldn't be a touchback. They should get it at the one-yard line. No, I love that when you reach out and you fumble it and you go across the goal line and it, or it fumbles into the end zone, out of the end zone, I think it's great that it's a touchback. There has to be some kind of penalty. There has to be some penalty for you messing up. If you just got it back on the one-yard line, everybody would do it. Like there's no there's no penalty for that? Okay, here you go. Let me try it every time. I mean, it doesn't make, but whatever. The game's over. But Cam Newton, it's, I mean, so bad. So bad. He looks awful. Enough of that. I want to talk to all you fantasy football players out there. I want to say congratulations on a great season. Maybe you're coming up on your finals. Maybe you are one of the lucky ones. And you've survived to this point, and you're going to the fantasy football finals. Congratulations. Let me clap it up. And I want to talk to you people that got eliminated this past week, or in weeks past, whenever it is. If you play fantasy sports at all, this message is for you. When Melvin Gordon gets hurt, Lamar Miller goes down this week, Keenan Allen gets hurt, and they get you no points, and you're mad because you're eliminated from your fantasy football playoffs, they cost you a couple hundred dollars, whatever, grow up. You need to grow up. When you go on Twitter and you at them, when you send them messages saying, thanks a lot, you blanking idiot, you cost me $500, you need to get a reality check. I understand you're upset. We play fantasy, but that's what it is. Fantasy. You cannot go on social media and attack these players for getting hurt. Do you think they want to get hurt? Do you think they went into the game this weekend, Keenan Allen, last Thursday, do you think he went and said, you know what? I know Nick in Ohio, He really, he's really counting on me this week. I'm going to go ahead and get a hit pointer just so Nick from Ohio can't win his fantasy football semifinals. Do you think he did that? No, you moron. He didn't do that. He wants to be out there playing. He's out there trying to earn his money. It's his livelihood. This is your fantasy. You do this for fun with your friends. And to get on Twitter and attack these people or Instagram or anywhere on social media to be mad at them for getting hurt And sending them hateful message, thanks a lot, dude, you really cost me, bro. Like, no, you loser. You don't do that. Just stop. If you've ever done that, you need to take a Go in the mirror right now. I want you, if you've ever been so mad that you lost your fantasy weekend because someone got hurt or someone didn't perform up to their normal capabilities, I want you to take a minute right now, wherever you're at, find the nearest mirror. 
walk up and just look in that mirror and be like, you know what? I need to change as a human being because what I did was absolutely wrong. I cannot believe I got so caught up in my fantasy sports that I went after this person. I went after Keenan Allen. I told Lamar Miller, I hope he dies in a car wreck. You need to look in the mirror. Keep looking in the mirror. Don't, don't look at me right now. Look in the mirror and just reflect what went wrong in your life that you think it's such a big deal. You need to go after these folks. Just, 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 I just want to know. And if you can answer that question, hopefully you can let that go and become a better person. I hope that you can realize your mistake and be like, I am an idiot. And if you've ever tweeted at these players because they messed up your fantasy team, they didn't score the touchdown, they didn't hit the home run, they didn't hit the three-pointer you needed to win your fantasy championship, or they were hurt, they blew, their, they blew out their ACL. Why don't you go ahead, if you ever tweeted at them or went at them on social media, get on there today and apologize to them. Be the better person and show them you've grown and be like, you know, I want to say I am so sorry that I got caught up in my fantasy land that I personally attacked you on social media. Can you do that? Then you're, you're, you're cleansing yourself. You're on your way to being a better person. Because if you are one of those people that does go after them on social media, you're not a good person. You're frustrated. I understand. I had Keenan Allen. I had Lamar Miller. Luckily, I won. I'm going to the finals. I don't know how. Thank you, DeAndre Hopkins. Two TDs, 170 yards receiving for the Houston Texans, the best wide receiver in the NFL. That's how. But I wasn't going to get on social media and go after Lamar Miller because he hurt his ankle. I mean, he was out there playing football. That's his life. That's how he provides for his family. And you're worried about your fantasy team? Get a grip. Okay? Become a better person and apologize. That's my little rant about fantasy. I mean, you could be, I mean, you could be like one guy in my league. He wanted to go, he wanted to go for it. So what did he do? He gave up his first round pick next year and his third round pick next year for Le'Veon Bell and Kareem Hunt. Guess how much production he got out of those two players? Hmm, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, he got zero points for him. Kareem Hunt, he got him for a week or two weeks, and then he was cut by the Kansas City Chiefs. Did he get on social media and go after Kareem Hunt? No. You know why? Because Scott's bigger than that. He's better than that. And if you were one of those people in my and if you're a commissioner and you have someone in your league that does that, that goes after them on social media, you might want to reevaluate their position in your league. You don't want to hang out with people like that. You don't want people like that being your friend. If my friends did that, I would be embarrassed. I saw people doing it this weekend, saw people doing it. Don't do it. Okay. It's a bad look. <sighs> So, I mean, that's just so annoying. So annoying to me. Now, let's talk about it. We talked about a better yesterday on the show. He bet $180,000 on Sunday night, money line, which means all the Rams had to do was win. 
All they had to do was win. He bet $180,000 to win $20,000 if the Rams won. Well, the Rams lost. So he lost $180,000. Okay, bad day. Think, okay, probably a little gun shy. Not going to bet anymore, right? Wrong. He bet $114,700 on the Saints money line last night. They won. So he won $45,000. Then he bet $55,000 on the Saints minus six. And for you non-betters, that means the Saints have to win by six points or more for him to win. And guess what happened? They only won by three. So he lost $55,000. Then he bet $55,000 on the over 50.5 points. What that means is, for you non-betters, the combined scores, you take the Saints and the Panthers at the end of the night, add them together. If it's over 50.5 points, he wins. Guess what? The final score was 12-9. to So that did not go over the 50.5. So he lost another $55,000. Okay, so let's recap. He lost $180,000. Then he won $45,000. So you do the math. That's 135,000 lost, okay? Then he lost 55,000. Wow. Then he lost another 110,000. So he lost $245,000 on two football games. And everybody's like, "Oh, man, if you have that much money to lose, who cares?" No. No, no, no. You still care. I cannot I don't know how I would love to watch a game with someone that bet that amount of money and you think your fantasy season ended bad because you lost a couple hundred dollars. This guy, do you throw things at the TV? Are you mad? Are you intense in the game the whole time? Or are you just kind of laughing like, oh, this is so funny? I cannot imagine. Oh, well, I can't imagine losing that much money. I don't know what I would say. How would you go home? I mean, how do you sleep at night? Probably in a really nice big house on a nice, comfortable bed. But that, to me, is so ridiculously scary. Whew. Oh, Man. That, that's, that, yeah, that's a bad day. That's a bad day at the office. And he must be super rich. And maybe he's a professional gambler. I don't know. But if you believe in the team that much to bet that much money, whoo, boy. Just just sit there at your desk today, and if you're having a bad day, just remember this guy. How much did we say he lost? $245,000? Just think, you didn't have that bad a day. You get a flat tire, hey, at least I didn't lose $245,000 on the last two football games. I mean, this guy didn't lose, listen to the Sore Losers podcast yesterday where our, our boy Raymundo said, lock it up, the under 50 and a half, because he did lock that up, and that did hit. So if you listen to him, you made some money. You made some money. This guy, he obviously didn't listen. He sure as heck didn't listen. Wow. And big news out of college football. Five-star freshman quarterback Justin Fields is going to leave Georgia. 
He was the number one recruit in all of college football last year. Goes to Georgia because he's from Georgia. And he gets beat out by the sophomore Jake Fromm. And he says, you know what? I don't see Fromm letting go of that starting job anymore. I'm out of here. He is looking into exploring a transfer after the season and has asked to have his name put into the new NCAA transfer database. Wow. According to Rivals.com, he was the number two recruit. Some people say number one recruit. Okay. But yeah. So that he, he says uh, I, I, there's rumors that he's interested in Ohio State, Oklahoma, and I don't know where else. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't know what you think. When Jake Fromm starts as a freshman, takes him to the national title game, um, do you think you're going to come in and – I guess that's – I guess you're a competitor, so you think you're going to go in there and take the job. You think you're going to walk in there and be like, you know what? I'm here to compete and I'm here to win. That's what good athletes do, I guess. Great athletes. And when you're one of the top recruits in the country, you think you're going to take that job. You say, I'm better than this guy. And I have to eat a little humble pie and you got to move on. Oh, man. So there you go, Georgia. That's bad news for you. But not really because you still have Jake Fromm. So not really that bad of news for you. Sorry, this is uh, me on my own. I'm trying to pull up a story. I'm trying to pull up a story where the uh. Well. Let's see, is this it? Is this the one I wanted? Come on. Uh. See, this is what happens when you're not prepared. Oh well. I mean, that's really all I got today. Oh, no, wait. Oh, here's another better. This weekend in Las Vegas, put $20 on a parlay at William Hill Sportsbook in Las Vegas. He had the Texans minus six and a half covered. So it ended up being a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10, 11, 12-team parlay. He put a couple over-unders in there. $20. He hit all of them. $50,000 payout. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It was placed on Saturday afternoon at the sports book. $20 into $50,000. Not a bad day at the office. Not a bad day at the office. Look, and hopefully this was all right today. I don't know. I just wanted to come in and do something. I was bored at home. (sighs) Hopefully those boys are having their good time, day off. Let's see. I don't know anything else. Oh, there was a good fight in the NBA last night. Got to talk about this. Uh, I don't know if you looked at it, but... The Oklahoma City Thunder and the Chicago Bulls got into a little scuffle last night. Don't really understand what it was about. I just saw the highlights. They kind of start shoving Westbrook, and then Grant comes to his defense of 
OKC, no real punches thrown. And when they say fight, I expect punches to be thrown. So the headline really got me. I was like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a good fight. There's going to be a bunch of punches. But really nothing nothing out there. Oh. All right. I think that's it. I think I'm out of here. Oh, no. I forgot to tell you guys about how Major League Baseball has the most ridiculous amount of money. After I mean, just CC Sabathia. Was a how far was he away? He was going to get a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. the 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 Yankees were blowing out the Rays, and he had to throw a certain amount of innings to get this five hundred thousand dollar bonus. It's his last start of the season, and he retaliated against the Rays and beamed someone purposely hit one of their hitters with a ball. He gets ejected, so he's short. He doesn't reach. He doesn't reach the innings stipulation for his bonus because the Rays pitcher threw at the head of Austin Romine. So CC Sabathia plunk hit one of their batters and he gets ejected and he doesn't get the $500,000 bonus. Well, the Yankees said, we thought it was a very nice, or no, that's CC saying his agent saying, we thought it was a nice gesture by the Yankees, but the Yankees came out and said, you know what? We're going to give CC Sabathia his $500,000 anyway. I mean, I wish I had a job where I don't quite reach my goals, the stipulations set, and they say, you know what, don't worry about it, we're still going to give you that $500,000 bonus. It must be real nice to live that style. But, I mean, he was sticking up for his teammate. I get that. I get he was sticking up for his teammate. He was having his back. So, cool. Wow. All right. That's about all I got. I don't know anything else. I was just trying to have some fun, see how it sounded, me talking to myself. I got so caught up in that fantasy football rant, the Cam Newton rant. That's really what I wanted to talk about today. That's what I was so hyped up about is just how bad Cam Newton looked and how ridiculous fantasy football players are. So have a great day. Uh, let us know. Let me know what you thought. Sore loser show on um, Twitter. Oh, ex teammate says Gronk is a shell of his former self. Damian Woody says Patriots should have traded Gronk last off season. Yeah, they absolutely should have traded Gronk last off season. The dude is done. Enjoy it. These are the last few games of Rob Gronkowski's career. If you're a big Gronk fan, if you love seeing that RoboCop stumbling, rumbling down the field. Enjoy it for the next couple weeks because it's over after this year. He's done. He's leaving. He can barely move. He's 30 years old, and he looks like a 95-year-old. So enjoy the last little bit of Rob Gronkowski you're going to see on a football field. It's been a good career. It's been a good run. But his body can't take it anymore. It's over. All right. Have a great day. Sore Sore Loser Show on Twitter. I am Lunchbox, the sports genius. That was 30 minutes of nothing. I have no idea if it was any good. I just, I've been bored. I was sick last week, and I just wanted to come in here and say hello to you guys. All right, we are out of here, or I guess I'm out of here. And-